Welcome, everybody, back to the Talk of League podcast. Once again, we're here for uh, objective smart people. Well, maybe not smart, but uh, we're here anyways. I'm Squid, joined by my uh, good friends, if you could call them that. Well, maybe not after this week. I'm Hunted. I'm Ryan. I'm Sliggy. First things first. Rocket League has been announced. Uh, finally, well, we knew this for a long time, but they have recently released more information on Rocket League going free to play. And honestly, I've been liking what I've been seeing from that. Yeah, I think it's really nifty that they are also launching DLC with it as well. And I, I think maybe that's a separate topic that we'll get into later, but I was just concerned that they were going to say, okay, you get the base game, you get the base cars, whatever, and there'd be some kind of crazy like DLC structure or something on the backside of it where they're trying to gouge people for money, but... I mean, with what I saw, it's it's pretty inclusive, and it you know it gives access to a lot of cars and and whatever. Even though nobody uses them, I still think it's it's cool for new players to at least come in and get the whole Rocket League experience without having to buy like thirty dollars of content. I mean, the thing is though, is like this kind of like removes those people who want to complain every time a game goes free to play after you paid the whole price for it and you've enjoyed thousands of hours of game time in it and you're still like, I want a refund. Well, now it's like you get all this stuff that like the free play people don't get all that extra stuff, do they? Well, hang on, time out. So you guys talk about all this DLC. We're talking about like the cars that used to be premium, like the Dominus and the Takumi, right? Those are going uh, like completely free for anybody who's bought the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, here here's the thing for me is that, you know, I bought all of those cars individually. So even though yeah, you, you see where I'm going with this, though, is that anybody who paid twenty dollars for the game, I suppose that's fair. You know, uh, they got the early access dominus, I, I guess. And the thing, the big thing, though, I think the big thing with stuff like that is the the themed cars like the McLaren, the Batmobile, the Jurassic Park Jeep. Those are not going to be available. So if you have them. Uh, be glad because no one else can now. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. Uh, but I, I think like Hunted said, you know, with, especially with the Jurassic Jeep Wrangler, I don't use that. And the McLaren, sure, yeah. Uh, some of the other cars, like the Grog, you know, they have meme content, but I don't use them very often. Whoa, meme content? Grog's number one car. All right. Also, I will say, I don't know if you can still buy them. Can you not buy them now? You can't. You can't buy them now. Hey, anyway, you can't. You can, no, all one. Whenever they un, whenever they released the regular item store, all of that disappeared. You can't go buy it now. Like that was like your last chance to go do that. So like it was either you owned the Batmobile yeah. before, or it is locked away it's from in the your vault. grasp forever and ever. The Batmobile is one thing, I guess, because it has use in competitive play. I guess, kind of. But standardized hitboxes help that though. Yeah, well, yeah, but I am glad that I bought the Ghostbusters car. That thing is awesome, dude. Like, the doors open yeah. when you drive. Dude, That's it's amazing. I'm glad they that do? I bought that. Yeah. The back doors open when you boost, and, uh, like, the little boosters come out. It's awesome. I love that car. So I'm glad that I, glad I got bought that. One of my favorite parts, though, about them going free to play is now, since it's going over to the Epic Game Store, they have the uh, cross-platform progression and stuff, and you can actually take some of your items from your other accounts if you have them and use them. 
And that makes me so happy because I have countless items on my PS4 account from when I played that, and I can't use any of them now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the exact same. Like, I'll be able to get my Dissolver back from my Xbox days and the, the like, seasonal rewards and stuff. Like, I know there's a lot of people excited to get their crowns back. Uh, the one thing worth mentioning for that is the only thing that won't transfer over to cars. use is the platinum. Well, no, the platform specific. You'll be able to use the Batmobile. If you bought the Batmobile on Xbox. I know. I think it said you couldn't. I think it said you couldn't use those ones. Yeah. With the premium cars, you can't use them like uh, the Dominus and the Takumi. I think I saw you can't actually use those cross platform. Yeah, I think it said like the licensed cars are still only accessible on your platform that you purchased them. Which on. is admittedly pretty garbage in my opinion. Yeah, I was like, dang it, that's where I have all those cars. I'd have to look at that. I know the the one thing that I remember for sure, though, is the, the platform-specific vehicles. So, like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Warthog on um, that or the Luigi and Mario hats. Like, yeah. those are still, you can't use them yeah, anymore. Those ones, else. of course, they don't transfer, but it, they even mentioned specifically, like, licensed cars, like the Jurassic car, Batmobile. None of those transfer. Well, I think um, one other thing I do want to talk about real quick with that is that we're talking about all these items being uh, transferable cross-platform, but I did notice that there was a little tidbit in there that said anything that you build is only tradable with your own platform. But now with cross-platform, does that mean that if you build it on PlayStation with a linked PC account, you can't go on your PC and trade that item to another PC? Or could you trade it to another PlayStation player if it's the linked account you built it on the PlayStation you're trading from PC? Ah, uh, you could. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure. I'm. I'm just asking the real questions. With trading, it, it's there. It's sort of an anti-fraud measure, right? Because like purchased items, I, I know can only be traded on the platform of purchase. So like, if you build a blueprint with credits on PlayStation, you can't trade that item on a like on a linked Xbox account or another platform or something. Yeah. It's only on PlayStation that you can do it. So, yeah, you probably have to be on your PlayStation or trade that item. Yeah. And then, yeah, looking at it, other tradable items can be traded regardless of which platform you acquire them on. But you can only initiate trades with players logged onto the same platform as I'm, you. I'm going to be honest with you guys. We're getting lost in semantics here. This thing's going free to play. People are going to start coming into the scene. I'm excited about that personally. Okay, all right, all right, all right. But I, you know, we'll get to that. But I do actually want to say one more thing that kind of made me do a little bit of a thought. Thonk. All right, <laughs> and that was, I noticed, <laughs> it said that if you have all the common items unlocked, any common items that you have will be transformed into Ooh. legacy items. What does that mean? Does that mean that the common items are going to become... Means they're non-tradable. I'm pretty sure. Well, they're not tradable already. Yeah, common items you can't trade. Yeah, because... Oh, can you not? Those are like the ones that you can't trade up. It's like maybe it hat. means that you can't act, get those items anymore for free. Yeah, maybe that that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I would imagine with the title legacy, that probably means that they're putting them in the the vault, quote unquote, and maybe that means new items for free to play. I don't know, but I would imagine with the title legacy, it definitely feels like if you have them keep them because you're not gonna be able to get them again i am taking offers now for my cockroach topper if anybody wants it no one cares ryan no one cares about your cockroach no you know that thing it's gonna be a legacy item what it's gonna color be worth is a it? lot of money man uh it is a br- it is brown it is poop brown 
you and my four alternative accounts and my Switch account, all right? I'm going to be making <laughs> bank all those all those legacy items that I'm going to get. See, yeah, you're absolutely. the one the fraud measures are in place for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. He's absolutely right. I'm out here trying to get some PayPal money for all these stupid legacy items that I've got. But uh, yeah, I, I would like to also note that I find it a little bit ironic that we're talking about all the things that the paid players are getting for the game going free to play. So that's kind of a bit, bit of an odd pattern that I noticed. But uh, I do agree with Ryan. Uh, player influx. What are we thinking about that? Do we think that we're going to start to see uh, more talent? When does the first RLCS player come from free-to-play? Ooh. It'll be at least a year, I think. You won't you won't see anyone that starts playing. A year? At least? You think just a year? Yeah. For somebody who's never played Rocket League to yeah. RLCS, I at mean. At least a year. I I kind of agree with how good the players are now. Like maybe when the if the game came out free to play originally, then no way. Like a couple of months maybe, but no. With how good the talent is in the regions right now, I mean, I guess it depends on how many teams, right? Like if we continue to stick to this thirty-two team structure in each region, I definitely think it's going to take longer than you think it would. I mean, my thought is just like who's who's willing to suddenly pick up the game now that it's free to play and work to become a professional player that isn't already like. Oh, there's gonna be people. I, mean, I think you're gonna have like little kids, for instance, who it's like it's another game that they can get that it's not gonna cost their parents money, and like they're eventually gonna grow up and become pros. But it's like, I mean, again, we're talking about kids; like they still have a couple of years before they're even eligible to be a part of it. I, see, I'm not, that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the people that didn't play Rocket League before because it didn't seem to interest them, that now pick it up because it's fun and then get addicted to it. And the, you get out of that group of people, you're going to get the people that are hyper competitive. But the formula's not changing. That start that's to grind thing. to it. But that's why I think it'll take over a year for those people to get up to the skill necessary. What do you mean the formula is not changing? Yeah, what do you mean by that? The formula for the game is not changing. Like you're not going to suddenly you're not going to suddenly find the game more fun just because it's free. Yeah, but the barrier to entry is gone, you're so you can try. You're probably going to find it more fun when you actually pay money for it. When you don't pay money for it, you're not invested in it. It's like mm, I sorry, what? I hard disagree. All right, this Time needs out. to be the oh, hot take. I spend the money on this, so it's like I can easily just drop this. No, game. can we go Think back? People picked up Fortnite and just probably dropped it because they were like, oh. I didn't pay anything for this. Ryan, are you joking? No way. Right, hold on. That is the worst of takes. What? The, yeah, this needs no. to be hot take of the day. Cause no. no. All right. I, I'm no. calling an emergency hot take, ladies and gents. Woo, alarms going off in the background. Emergency hot take. That's not a hot take. Bro, you are that more, is an absolute are, no, hot no, that take. Is like a, that is a psychological thing. If you spend money on yeah, something, okay. you are more invested in it. If you don't put money into it, you are not going to be as invested. That's not true. True. Well, cut, cut it. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a psychological uh, Ryan, thing. Simply, I understand. No. <laughs> shush, shush, shush. Let me talk. All right. You've been ranting for the past three minutes now. All right. Let me talk here for just a second. I understand that there is a psychological investment, but if you are really attracted to the game, I don't really think $20 is going to make that much of a difference. If we're talking about a competitive prospect, whether or not he pays for the game is not really going to change that much, I feel. You know, if you really enjoy the game that much to become a competitive player, then you are not going to quit because you didn't spend $20. No, I'm referring to what Sleeky was saying, which is he said they find they're going to find the game fun suddenly. 
Meaning that they didn't find it fun before. No, they didn't find it fun before because look, 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 look hold on. Let me refine. Let me refine this for you. I'm not saying that they played it before and didn't find it fun. I'm saying they looked at it before, said that doesn't look like fun, and didn't go in farther because of the twenty dollar barrier to entry. And now with it going free to play, they're gonna be like, well, I guess I'll try. I'll try this rocket, this car soccer game out. And then they play it, and at that point, they're like, oh wow, this is a lot of fun. And that is when you will get the ultra competitive people that once they realize they like it, because now they don't have to spend money to test it that start grinding to potentially become a pro that's what i'm saying now allow me to interject actually because i have a very pertinent uh you know relationship to this particular issue actually so gather around children it's time for squid story time uh i can i can hear jeff in the back it's okay we'll get through this rather quickly anyways uh what i was going to say is i'm actually on the exact same boat as sleeky because i personally this was basically my experience with Rocket League is, you know, in high school, I was really bored of all the games that I had. I was tired of playing Call of Duty on PS3 because controller is just an inferior control scheme. But uh, that's beside the point. I was watching a Markiplier video on YouTube about Rocket League. He was terrible. You know, there was there was no like investment that I had by watching Markiplier play that was like, oh, wow, this looks like so much high flying octane fun. You know, it was just him failing to hit the ball 13 times in a row and then somehow scoring a goal. Right. You know. He did not have boost. He didn't know how to jump. He was basically incompetent. Less than bronze for, you know, this rank, uh, you know, the, today's ranks. I was like, eh, why not? You know, it looks like it could be reasonably fun. I bought it for 20 bucks. You know, I went in and I started playing it. And I played the shit for four hours until my power supply busted. And then I went and because I, I was I was so addicted. Like my first game, I was like, I literally shouted to my brother. And I was like, I scored a goal. I was telling him, I was like, this is so much fun. So I feel like Sleeky's, his proposition there has a lot of merit because I was the same way, you know, and I just happened to go in on that $20 instead of passing. He shouted at his brother that he scored a goal and now he can't score any goals. At least when I play with him. The dichotomy of life. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate that I score. I, I yell at him every time I score a goal, but it's only ever been that one time. If anybody can't score a goal here, though, it's me. I'm lowest ranked out of all of us. Uh, just to follow up with another antidotal story. I have a friend who is very, let's say, conservative with his money. Okay. And he he's a video game fan, likes, likes games, but he doesn't like spending money if he doesn't have to. And, you know, I guess this isn't necessarily because he was really into Rocket League when it came out because he decided it was worth the money. But I guarantee you there are people just like him who did not think that Rocket League was, it looked like it was worth $20. And I could totally understand that. I mean, this is a very unique game in and of itself. I mean, you, you, you tell somebody that has no idea what Rocket League is, you say it's playing soccer with cars, they're probably going to look at you kind of funny because it sounds stupid. But... You know, if the game's free, now there's no reason for that guy to not play. I mean, other than just not wanting to play, you know? Exactly. No, and I'm not I'm not saying that they don't have a reason to play. I'm just saying long-term, they don't have as much of a reason to play. That's all I, I was saying is long-term, 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 you though. have a less investment in the game because you did not pay money. I mean, I it. guess. That's what I'm talking but, about. And so the odds of, the odds of getting a... Like And so I'm just trying to like kind of piggyback from that point to what we were talking about, about seeing a pro player from this. I think it's going to be much longer because I think it's going to be a while before some of those people 
keep themselves invested long enough to be able to reach the level that our current pro scene is at. I mean, you still have people who started playing Rocket League at the beginning, not even supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars, whatever. They are still just now making it into the pro scene. And yeah, the pro scene's more open now. But I mean, they make up a majority of the pro scene now, though, like a, a vast majority. Now they do. But still think a lot of the people who are in the pro scene right now. How many of them do you think started playing in 2018? Yeah, sure. I'd be willing to bet you probably none of them. And so that's what I was. I was just trying to get to a larger point of I think it's going to be longer than a year. I think it's probably going to be two or three years. That's what I was going to get at. But then you guys took me off my soapbox. Yeah, because you gave us like the hottest take that we've heard yet. I disagree with that still, though, because the numbers game becomes different when you have it paid. It's there's less of a pool of people with it going free to play. I anticipate there being a lot of new people coming into this game. And I guarantee you that there's going to be one or two people of the what I'm really anticipating to be potentially hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people joining. Of course. I mean, naturally. That there's going to be people who are like, I want to be a professional player. And then they're going to grind and grind and grind. And if someone is like super grinding, like, and I'm talking like super, like with the time some people have, I could see a year. I could see a year someone at least making it into the bubble scene. But you you have to, you have to like start, th- you have to start thinking though about it because, okay, let's assume that someone gets in, they're 16 years old. It's going to take them roughly two, three years to hit the pro scene at the rate we're going, okay? They're I disagree. At the at the current skill level, it's gonna, it's hard yeah, for someone him, new to finish. put in that kind of time. Like, assuming this is a high school student, they're still going to have to do that. They're going to be grinding their ass off on that, putting whatever social life they have aside. And on top of it, the thing is, is like, that's a 16-year-old. Think of someone even older. It's not possible for them, realistically. So you're looking at kids, basically, who are going to become the next generation of pros. So by the time they are at that pro level, they might just then become eligible to even play. So I'm saying like the people the people who are most likely going to make up our next generation of pros are people who are not of age yet. I can see the argument there, but I think one of one of the factors I do also want to bring to light here is something that we haven't touched on is the amount True. of resources that are available for new players and pros alike right now. I think that uh, one thing that we've seen change from t- 2015 to now, and again, I can kind of pe- uh, speak to this personally because, you know, I-, I did this. Remember when I said I played Rocket League until my power supply busted the first time? Yeah, so it's, su- it's surprising, isn't it? But uh, when my power supply busted, the first thing I did was like, uh, you know, I'm still, you know, I haven't gotten my fill, you know? And so I went online and I looked at stuff and I looked at the MLG season one finals and I was like, wow, that's so cool. And then I went to look for tutorials, and guess who was there? Just, like, that one subpar video. That was it. And I had to watch that, and then from there, it was basically just blind flying and working with whatever content, you know, somebody said, like, hey, this is how to half-flip. And I was like, wow, this is such an innovative and new mechanic. Now it's, like, the first thing that people learn, right? But now you got tutorials about, like, why, you know, sunless cons, why you suck at rocket League. Subpar is, like, 18 different tutorials. People are like, here's how you air dribble. Here's how you flipper set. Here's how you ceiling shot. We are spoon-feeding information to these people. So if they want to put in that grind, they certainly can. But on the other end of the spectrum, you get 
uh, pro teams now. Before, there were just three guys who happened to play Sarp BC for a long time, and they happened to be pretty good at the game. Now, you have people who are literally hired to tell them how to play the game better and more effectively against particular opponents, while also mentally and physically augmenting them uh, through various workouts and things. So I think... Combined with the level that pro play has gotten to at this point, it is going to be much more difficult for players to get into the pro scene. Prodigies, man. They exist everywhere. And I'm telling you, we're going to find one. It's going to happen. And you know what? I I was actually thinking about it. I'm going to beat all of you on a technicality. Ready? There are already free-to-play players in the oh, pro God. scene because the game no, don't you the dare game count the Chinese. launched so what, have you been selling on your PS4 free-to-play. Do you remember with PS oh, Plus? Oh, he got you there. Got him, boys. How did you forget that? Pack it up, Haunted Winds. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to our special guest, Haunted. He won't be appearing ever again on the podcast. Best host ever. I veto. Anywho, <laughs> I feel that uh, we have come to a pretty good close here with that excellent uh, technicality there, Haunted. Fantastic lawyer, work, man. as always. And I do want to move on a little bit here. I do want to move on to, uh, along with free-to-play, there has been speculation about how the workshop will be implemented with the Epic Game Store obviously being the new platform for Rocket League, the new home front, if you will. Uh, there is no Steam Workshop on Epic Games platform, surprisingly enough, so how will that work out? Did you just compare this game to Homefront? I never want to think about Homefront ever again. Yeah, why would you bring that game up? I literally have no idea what Homefront is, to be honest. I was just making a I was just making words. All right. That just came to my mind. All right. After this, actually, no, don't. Don't do yourself a favor and look it up. It is still like one of the biggest gaming disappointments of my entire life. Anyway. It's awful. Well, you disappointed me pretty heavily, but that Yikes, did I say that? Hang on a second. I could have sworn that that was inside. I don't even remember what you said. I was just focused on Homefront, to be honest. So what were we talking about? Workshop implementation. Oh, right. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think Epic's going to implement their modding system that they've been talking about with other games. And I think we're going to see the same tools, if not more expansive as they start to open it up on the Epic Games. Where I think it'll be a little bit of time, maybe five or six months, but I think we'll see at least within a year a bigger expansive use and like availability of workshops that potentially can even go cross-platform. Okay, I feel like... Uh I, I would like to see that, yes, but I feel like you kind of skimmed over some of the details because a lot of the workshop maps that we're seeing in Rocket League today, like, for instance, Lethemir's maps, those are largely self-driven uh, endeavors. You know, they do not have tools to make those things. Do you think Epic is going to start providing those to the players? Yes, I do. Uh, they've talked about it a little bit. Well, I was just going to say they, they've talked about it a little bit about trying to support the the, like, third-party community and such by working to get them tools i forget where i was reading about it but they're looking at releasing like mod tools to people on the epic game store that like they are able to provide um but and if they do that that would be absolutely massive to people like lethemir because think about if they're providing it and it's something that can work through the epic uh, system right that would mean that you can download it onto consoles because it would be an officially epic supported thing instead of the the super duper third party that things are right now two two things one real quickly i'm getting another flashback to another sad gaming moment in that 
Epic sounds a whole lot like high res did with tribes and saying that, Oh yeah, we promise we're going to, we have all these tools in the works. We're going to release them. It'll be great. A lot of third party content. You guys will have all these tools and they did. They never still to this day have never released them. And I will believe it when I see it granted Epic a little bit different, but still I'll believe it when I see it from Epic. Number two, the thing is that look at the maps made now it's made specifically for the steam workshop and imagine all of the work that has to go in just to port those maps over into the epic game store there's no way that it's just gonna it it just happens to be plug and play for them right now where yeah we can take the dribble challenge two map yeah well no problem we'll just put that right on in our store and it'll work just fine it's you know that stuff's going to break. You know it's going to be a huge pain in the ass for everyone. And I'm just, I'm kind of concerned, especially if things start going away on the Steam store. Like, don't take my Dribble 2 challenge from me, man. That's like what I do, like, every day. As opposed to, like, working? Well, yeah, I work on my dribbling. I mean, to harken back, though, to what we were talking about earlier, just for a moment, like, when you remove, because, like, the Dribble challenges, for example, those are tools for people to get better at the game. A lot of people who are professionals now utilized those maps as tools to get them to this level to kind of maximize their control over the car. And so now effectively with it going over to the Epic Game Store, you're locking away those maps to the people who just who already have purchased it on Steam until we come up with a solution on Epic Game Store and I I mean I'm not going to act like I know what Epic Game Store's like mod area looks like right now because i honestly don't know i don't look at it or anything but i mean if they don't it's gonna be one of those things that like if they could manage to like release something usable by the time we go free to play in tandem with it that would be really awesome brian i think you touched on this just a hair in that little uh, tidbit but i wonder with steam of course continuing to support rocket league will that mean that maps on the Steam Workshop can still be downloaded onto your game since it's running off the Steam client. I think they said I think they said yes. Those that's all still gonna be good because like we're still like if you bought it on Steam, like they're still gonna support it on Steam. Right. So follow-up question for content creators now, that process is already pretty well established. It's really simple and easy for the players too. Everybody knows about it. You know, there's probably hundreds of tutorials online. But if Epic do not make it attractive enough for the players and the content creators alike, do you think that we'll see people just continue to upload their work onto the Steam Workshop as opposed to actually putting on the Epic platform? Will they allow that? Will Steam let them do that? Yeah, that? That would be my question, is would they allow it? I do see people continuing to do it if that's the case, if it's allowed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially if there's no tools through the Epic Game Store. I doubt Lethemir will want to change his workflow and learn something different unless it's easier to do and people can still download or i think the only way he would do it otherwise is if it was even if it was a little bit harder if it had a higher yeah i guess that's true it would be worth him doing it they haven't even really made any promises yet as to just supporting workshop maps if i'm understanding that correctly so so here, let's just solve all our problems in one fell swoop. Psionics, this is a plea to you directly. <laughs> Bring on Lethemir. Create a workshop section in the game. This dude will pump out maps once a week, every other day if you paid him to do it, probably. 
and then boom, workshop problem totally solved. If we're being completely honest here, I think Let the Beer could just make his own game. I mean, sh- dude could. Uh, you know what? I, I actually, I had this thought. You know how there's like those FPF, FPS trainer games? Like the aim trainers? What if somebody ported Rocket League back onto Steam, but there was no, it was just Rocket League training maps, just a game on Steam. How funny would that be? That would be awesome. I'd buy it, (laughs) probably. Imagine. I don't know the legality of that, though. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. But, I mean, you don't, you know. I was about to say, that's got to break so much TOS. Don't call it Rocket League. Call it, like, car soccer training for Rockets. It's like calling FPS, you know, the FPS trainer and FPS trainer. Just say this is the car soccer trainer pack. Rocket soccer car league. Yeah. Don't even don't <laughs> include rocket or league in it. Just just car soccer. You could even you could even make it just a physics based game trainer. And then the and then the creator could just be like, Lethemir could just be like, oh, here's my recommended settings, by the yeah. way. And it just so happens to completely resemble Rocket League, right? It would be so easy to do that. And actually, Sleeky, I like that you brought up legality because that was something I wanted to touch on. We've seen Epic show interest in actually porting maps into their game. You know, uh, Fortnite created uh, maps. You know, they're like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And they make it, you know, more available to the general public. Do you think that they... Do you think that they might try to monetize on top of a, you know, prospective creators in the future saying like, hey, we want to put your map in our game. But do you think that could actually be harmful to create the creative process? No, I don't. I don't think they'll do that at all. I think Bethesda well and truly proved that if you try and do that, people will will take your company and they will put it on a burning stake. And then they will throw gasoline on it until you stop doing it. Like Bethesda tried to do that with Skyrim. They tried to monetize mods in Skyrim. Because they, like, sold mods. We're not suggesting they monetize the mods, though. We're just saying, like, you make it a part of the game at no cost. Because, like, Rocket League Rocket League's different in that sense of just, like, anytime they release... Oh, do you, you mean them paying them to make it? But it's still being free for people to download? Yeah, no, like, like Lethemir like, just makes a cool map, and they're like, hey, we really like this. We're going to put it into the game. But not, like, charge players to use it. Most of the EULAs for games such as Fortnite, which provide creative tools, include clauses that basically say that if you make anything using our creative tools, it belongs to us. That exists because because Dota exists now. I could see both sides with this, to be 100% honest. Like, I could see if if it's more of Epic making the decisions and less of, like, traditional psionics making decisions... As far as that goes, I could see them leaning towards it. The only problem is we already have a problem with playlists pulling people, like pulling the community apart a little bit. And Psyonix has been very hesitant to release additional playlists and stuff. I mean, if they do that, I think it would have to go the route of like, uh, what you call it this this time around. What was that game mode? Uh, Heat Seeker or whatever. It'd have to go the same. It'd have to go the same way in that, like oh, this is a limited time mode. It's just one. We're only doing one at a time, and you can play it for for X amount of days. But after that, it's gone. And I mean, it'd still be cool. But I mean, they could just make it like they do with like the Rocket Labs maps. I mean, those are still in the game. They're not a playlist themselves anymore, but like they're still in the game. A fact which I greatly lament. I think if you just bring, if you just take like, you know, if Lethemir makes another one of those hide and seek maps, for instance, you say, hey, this is available in 
peer to peer or not like not in a playlist, but like you can go play this with your buddies. No private stuff. batch. Like, I think sure. that's fine. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. Server browser. Oh, here we TF2 go. still got great custom maps. You know, they're absolutely tons of fun. But if Rocket League had that, if they just said like, oh, hey, here's a here's, you know, custom server browser. You know, somebody's hosting off their PC playing prop hunt. You can go join whenever you want. Oh, man, I can't wait for the salt on the subreddit. Can't wait for the salt. You know what I would like to see you mentioning that is it's like a combination. I would like to see a system that Halo Reach had where they they give you tools to make stuff. You can make whatever you want. You can share it. And then like people can download it and play it together locally like something like that where the tools for you to do everything are there the tools for sharing it is there for rating it and whatnot searching for it and like people can like take your map and then they can modify themselves because that happened all the time in halo reach like people would make a map and then someone would alter it a little bit change some of the game settings and now it's a completely different type of experience that would be I sick just mm. you know what we need we need speed in rocket league where the infected has you all of them like i i want to know why you're hesitant hunted because i personally think that if you want rocket league to really succeed on the super long term you need different types of user-generated content that people can just play around with their friends with ease to keep them interested in the game as a whole until they're ready to go back into the normal Rocket League experience. It would make it easier for content creators as well. I guess I'm looking at it from the point of view of trying to, to figure out what Epic slash Psyonics want out of it. Like, I think that would be an awesome idea if we could have the same tools. Like if it, if it ran the same way that the forge did in, in halo, then yeah, that would be amazing. I think we could get some really cool uses out of it. I just have bad experience with game companies and the way that they handle third-party content. I, I don't think enough people learn from games like StarCraft or learn from games like Halo that this stuff can extend the life of your product and even can give birth to new stuff that make your game even more popular. Like with uh with the way that you know starcraft and and the co-op stuff came about and i just i personally i would love it i don't know if epic would be as on board with it because it is you know their games already free and if you can just completely ignore paying for customization stuff or like you know, like you completely ignore paying them for anything because you could just download mods i don't think they're gonna be a very appreciative of that well i think any mod that allows you to change your skin where other people can see it will always be disallowed i don't i don't see that ever being a thing but but that's not what i'm talking about necessarily because i'm i'm saying just custom game modes in general allow people to distance themselves from the actual game you know what i mean but they're still playing the game and i think retention at the end of the day is going to drive more people to keep coming back. And I think statistically speaking, the more people you have coming back, the more people are going to be like, they're going to come on and be like, oh, I'm going to play, I'm going to play like, I don't know, like one of the things from Halo Reach that would be, work really well in Rocket League is like cops and robbers try and demo someone. Well, yeah, like that's, that's one of the things that you have to keep in mind too, though, is the fact of like, think of how much content on YouTube, for instance, is these custom maps yeah, now. Yeah, because it essentially acts as advertising, right? Because as people jump on, like, I'm going to play cops and robbers with my friend. And I'm like, oh, what's this in the item shop? Oh, that looks pretty cool. 
I kind of want that. And then they buy it. If they supported it, I would probably get into creating content for it. No lie. So oh, same. Easily. I'm with you. I just don't know if if Epic is necessarily as thrilled about that as we are. Also, can we get gun game in Rocket League, please? How would that work? I don't know. Game. How- it's not my job to figure it out. I just want to play it. Uh, why would you choose the worst game mode from Modern Warfare, though? Use, like, the Rumble power-ups or, and stuff. Wait, hold on. Did you just say it's the worst game mode in Modern Warfare? I, I've always hated gun game, whether it be in COD or in Battlefield. Dude, gun game is, like, the greatest Are you mod to ever come out of an FPS Bro. game. No, dude, gun Are game you is kidding? trash. Gun game is trash. That game mode is so much fun. Yeah, Sleeky, I think you might just be bad. All right, new hot take. Gun game is great. I think you might just be a bad player. Gun game is trash. I don't know why everyone loves gun game so much. I also don't know why everyone has this hard on for Capture the Flag. Oh, my God. He's insulting my two favorite game modes. Capture the Flag is a classic. Are you kidding? Capture the Flag is a a time-honored FPS game mode. It is a staple of esports history. Are you kidding me? I hate Capture the Flag. Dude, he heard me mention Tribes. He heard me mention Tribes. He Googled it, realized that it's only Capture the Flag. No. And decided to say that. I used to play Halo, Call of Duty, and Battlefield. Like I was a professional player in Battlefield 3. Battlefield 3 had a DLC where they released Capture the Flag, and I hated it. Halo, hated Capture the Flag. Wait, you played Halo and you hate Cap? I hate Capture the Flag. Ho- hold up, hold up. Is there a Capture the Flag map for Rocket League? I hope so. I hope not. That'd be awful. I don't. I think there is. We need to play that, dude. Oh, Hell yeah. Oh, dude, we need to go find it's one. It's such a stressful game mode. It should be like where you kick on Rumble and like use like the spikes or something to carry it. Yeah, and us three can go and have a great time while Sleeky sits on the sidelines pouting. Look, like I little- know I'm in the minority here, <laughs> but I just have never enjoyed playing Capture the Flag. I just, I never enjoyed oh, I it. I might explain like- why I never enjoy playing FPS right. with you, though. Okay. What, right. what is it you don't, hang on, hang on, hang on. What is it you don't like about like, it? Like domination style game modes are like where you capture points instead of flags. Like Conquest. High, yeah, like Conquest is what I prefer. I don't like capture the flag mainly because of how it makes me feel while playing it. Like it is, it is the most stressful game type. Oh, okay. Okay. So you play like Skyrim and stuff. Do you not like the escort missions? No. All right. So there, that's the, that's the reason he doesn't like us. Cause it's basically just matchmaking escort games. That's all it is. All right. I am going to hard disagree that you would even compare the two. That's what it is, basically. Dude, no, all right, I'm done. You're gonna get me pissed off about this. I love Capture the Flag. I'm no, just saying. Here's my thing. Let me let me I'll I'll say one more thing and then we can move on. My thing This is so far off Rocket League. Can I remind can I remind everybody here that this is a Rocket League? Yeah, well we're League talking podcast? about workshops, so anything is open at the moment. No, but. no, I think I'm just gonna give this a hard veto. Sleeky <laughs> like giving himself room to get his last point in. <laughs> Look, I just want look. I want to make this point. I'm gonna make it whether you like it or not. Sleeky, real oh my god, just just let him make the point. Flag, capture the flag. The reason I personally don't like it is one, it's incredibly stressful because it's a game mode where you can make 99 percent progress, and if something happens, it's instantly erased. Correct, and that's awesome. It's like this. It's this. See, I don't like like I. That's also the reason I like conquest is because it's not instantly erased. Like if you're capturing a point and someone kills you, 
like it it starts to uncapture the other way and it takes time but with capture the flag like someone kills you and then they go and stand on your flag it just gets reset now you gotta do it all yes over again. and that's and what like makes this, it great the coordination between who's gonna be on the defense, heroic moments on offense, of cap it's just stressful that's the fun it's part no, dude, stressful i'm experience. so tired of this conversation coordinating is the entertaining part our, our host is about to throw a red card. Bro, I, I said we were going to get off this topic, and I'm already back invested. No, in no, no. We got to stop. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. We're moving on. I hope you put Capture the Flag in the title. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll, I will think about it. <laughs> Just make that the title of the episode. <laughs> we're putting Capture the Flag. This this is what this whole episode is about. Capture the Flag and Sleekies and that's what we're gonna put that's the alternative title that's the <laughs> apple music sub see no one knows what you just said there because it got bleeped they can they can infer sleeky i think by listening to your arguments here they'll it's know because like, sleeky is a great person <laughs> that is certainly not what i would say but i think um we're, we're probably about done uh with the workshop i we talked about a lot of the big points here i think the the biggest question mark though that's just residual for us is whether or not there will be official modding tools provided to the community. Uh, I think that the biggest the biggest point uh, for that, or uh, the biggest reason, I suppose, for that being the biggest point for me would be that there are a lot of prospective creators out there who could do a lot of good work, but it would be a major investment on Epic's part in order to include that in the game. We'll see. I, I, I believe that they'll do it. I certainly hope so. Well, it's just going to be a time will tell thing, right? It's just we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I think it's just a wait. I hope game. they do it. It'd be sweet, but we'll see. And so we shall find out. Uh, like I said, you know, we're all hopeful for that. Uh, I hope they make a capture the flag mode just to spite sleep. I just want to know what the flags look like. That's it. Not going to play it. It's a topper. Uh, no, no, it would be a it's topper. It's a legacy yeah, topper. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a topper that sticks out the middle of your car. Can we make the flag just a banner just with Sleeky's face. face, like in a pouty yeah. face? Just like a pouty face of Sleeky, just like, I don't want to play this. Like, oh, God, I hate I hate Capture the Flag. No, well, so, I'm not going to play it's it. It's so, so stressful to play Capture the Flag. I can't coordinate with my teammates. One flag is sad, Sleeky. The other flag is angry, Well, if I have teammates Sleeky. like you, it's hard to coordinate. Oh, my I God. will have you All right. know. Stop. Oh, anyway. No, I'm fine, done. Fine. I'm done. All right. Okay. Sleeky and I... We'll throw hands later. All right, host, take us to the next topic. Get us out of this hellhole. I need to apologize to our editor real quick. That is going to be extremely loud for you to listen to me yelling into the mic. This is the first time I've done it on this podcast. But uh, yeah, I think Sleek and I will throw hands off stream. Uh, That'll be later. I'll win. Uh, Sure, whatever. Anyways, moving on. Outside of free-to-play, outside of the workshop, what we have seen recently, and something that has been acted upon, which we were excited for, the few weeks of RLCSX that we've seen, plus the grid, have been looking rather exciting. So uh, lots of good things going on there. Uh, we noted that there were potential, you know, uh, drops, I think, that could have happened, but nothing yet. And I think that's uh, it's going pretty smooth. So remind me, Ryan, did you say that bubble teams wouldn't make a major or just in general in the regionals? I said they wouldn't make top eight in a regional. No, I'm pretty sure you said a major. Did he say a major? He said a major. He said a major. Did I I say major? I don't know, actually. I got got to go back and listen to episode one. (laughs) Well, I think he went. I I think I remember him doubling down and being like, they're not going to do like play well at all. Did I? I'm not. That sounds like me. You probably did. Because me and Hunted 
and Squid were like, no, we think they'll do pretty well. And you're like, no, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm not going to, I'm going to say they're not even going to do well in a regional event, let alone an international. It was major. probably, I probably said something like that, or I initially was saying top four and then I doubled down to top eight. He did say like his stipulation was that a bubble team constitutes a non formal rival series team. Yeah. All right. Well, rival series level team. I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at Team BDS over there. BDS was a rival series team. Were they? They made it into yeah, to champ- what are you, champion. Are you crazy? The, yeah, didn't they? They made it into uh, CS. Yeah, yeah, they were in. The, they were in rival series. Are you sure? Yes, they were. They were formally. Uh, oh, they were. You're we right. God dang it! What was what was their weird name they had before? Wasn't this? it AS Monaco or something? Was it? No, no, no. It was. Um, shoot, I'm blanking so hard right now. That sounds like a really weird team name. It was a weird team name they had. The logo was like red faced guy with his brain showing. The Discombobulators? Yeah, that's that's who Team BDS was. Was it? Yeah, that was Team BDS. Yeah. Oh, now I'm gonna look it up. That was team that's formerly Team BDS. Somebody opened the Liquipedia page. It's not half as weird as League's opinion on CTF. Oh my god, please stop. I'm not gonna let that go. Oh, well the stormtroopers did good. Yeah, t- Discombobulators, Relating Wave, Virtuoso, okay. Nachito. Well, there you go. All right. The Stormtroopers did good, though. They were a uh, top eight. I like the hot take, though, that they're not going to make a major. But I think even if that is the take, that we've already seen some teams really doing well just around the scene. I mean, the fact that uh, what's their names won the first week of the grid even um in eu uh triple triple trouble i mean granted i i would say triple trouble you know that you look at the names on there and they're a recognized team but like i I mean just the fact that that nrg went out in two rounds in the first week and and vitality you know was struggling against these teams it's just it's cool because it finally feels like we're we're moving away from just the same teams winning over and over and over again. Well, I almost feel like that might be due to just saturation of events. And, you know, there's going to be a particular lack of preparedness as well. And it, take this as you will. You know, some people could see this as like a good thing because it promotes more competition. You know, NRG can't prepare for absolutely everybody. But other people might say it's a bad thing because it kind of detracts from the consistency. I personally uh, think that more teams winning uh, a variety of games over top of teams, which are in the past would be considered objectively better than them. I think that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, we needed a shakeup in the scene. We needed a shakeup in the scene, and it's about damn time we got it. I mean, I I love some of these teams. I love Rogue. I love Energy. I love G two. I, I was happy watching these guys all the time, but at the same time, you couldn't help but have this feeling of like. Especially when you saw like G2 and C9 in that one season, you're just like, man, like that's it felt like that was like complacency at its peak. And now it's like you don't have time to be complacent because anybody and everybody is coming after you because they want it just as much as the next person. And so you have to consistently want it. And for me personally, I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that that is going to be our pros are going to be much more motivated, I feel, than they were before. Not to say that they weren't motivated, but it's like knowing that it's so much easier for you to be kicked from the top is going to always push you further. Well, I also feel like uh, what we're noticing here 
is that with all these mix-ups, you might see some pros who are a little bit more tempted to try experimenting, which is kind of something that we touched on, I believe, in our last episode where we talked about uh, there's a potential for a lot of pro teams to kind of seek out new talent. Um, Not necessarily that they would do it, but now we're seeing that with the grid, there is a very real potential for uh, some teams to place highly, even though they don't necessarily have the strongest rosters that we've ever seen. And as we mentioned, you know, with so many more opportunities to win, uh, some sometimes a team does really good on a day, for example, but they can't really perform for crap on other days. This might pose as a perfect chance, you know, to just say, hey, we're going to absolutely knock it out of the park with the grid, place first, auto-qualify for the major. And, you know, they and again, they might not have, like, the most well-known player, but if they happen to do well with him uh, or her, uh, so many times, then, hey, congratulations, you just made the major, and now everybody has to take you seriously, and again, like I said, success with experiments. Uh, so, real quick, are we? do we want to, like, go over, like, results and stuff nah, in the region think. or something? Or can we? are we just talking about general stuff right now? Yeah, I don't think it's worth just it. Just looking at the Liquipedia page is making me have a headache, so uh, I think cool. maybe skip. I already have one I want to talk about, so I want to give major props to Magnifico, And Greasy. Greasy, this dude retired. Said he was going to come back and play for fun. His team gets third in the fall regional. Like, what the hell? That's amazing. Well, the first regional, yeah. But still, that is awesome for him. And, I mean, and their their squad. But, again, that's what I'm saying is that it's the fact that this is available as a route for players and teams to finally prove themselves on this stage is really cool because i mean think about it the turnover in the last rlcs just wasn't enough you know what i mean like you could stay in the rlcs and be a pretty mediocre team just in general oh i mean tsm that's a that's a really good one right there they were a mediocre team they they got carried a couple times and like they just barely kept squeaking it out and sticking in there, and it was like, you look at that team, though, and it's like, they should have been gone a while ago anyway. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It's just, I, I just, I I am one of those people that appreciates the fact that, you know, a random guy from off the street can now potentially make a major if they play well enough, you know, that didn't have that opportunity before. I mean, you had to go through the, you had to go through the system quote unquote to, to do anything. And, and now that system's kind of breaking down. I mean, six man's, I guess is still pretty important to the, to the competitive scene, but it's not the only way to get there anymore. Yeah. And and like, it's like you said, now all you need to do to win RLCS is have you and three buddies or two buddies, I should say. You and two buddies perform better than everybody else. There's no other barrier now. You just straight up just enter. You win open qualifiers. All right, cool. Welcome to stage one. You win stage one. All right, cool. Now you're in stage two. All right, well, now you won the first regional. Oh, you did well in the second regional, too. Welcome to the international majors. Wow, you did well there. Welcome to Worlds. Wow, you guys won Worlds. Congrats. Like that. Like That is the path, and it's 100% open to anyone that can play well enough to make it happen. 
That sounds make it sound easy. I don't know why I found you're like that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> I just like to imagine some dude like finds a computer one day and is just like, I'm gonna go become pro. <laughs> Rocket League becomes free to play. But the path, the path is there. The other teams are in his way. Just goes and like we see a montage of him gaming and it he's up. He's a free to play <laughs> player too, Ryan. So there you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet he also hates Captured Flag. Oh, my God. There is one bittersweet, bittersweet point I want to make about uh, about this first region. We've got... So on t- today is Thursday. I'm assuming this episode will be out on Monday, uh, the 13th right now. So at the time of recording, the grid is just finishing up for North America, and the regional is about to start. And looking at the qualifiers, our boy, Raw Greg... Uh, he got top 64, but he met a couple of top teams and then, you know, down in the lowers of game five dagger, man. And, you know, it was a good run, but Hey, I'm glad that he's, he's in the hunt and I have a good feeling about the next one. If he grinds it out, dude, we might see him in a regional next time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it is possible. For those of you who don't know, he's friend of the show. He's, he's going to be yeah. big one day. And, and it is possible, right? Because I mean, we've seen. Like I, I, I'm seeing a couple other players who I know have been in the scene for a while that were kind of potentially lower down on other people's radars. But I mean, I just yesterday seeing people like Comp and Test Gravity or that have been like grinding these sort of weekly events, making it into the regional one. Like that's massive for players like them who've been trying to get a chance at bigger events for a long time. And let's not forget Infinite Shots. Yeah, the, that that's is, a great that story. Big waves. Dude, that was crazy. Well, you know what else is really cool? Just because all of us are collegiate guys, too. There have been a number of collegiate oh, yeah. players making it in. Dark coming to mind with comp, as you said, and, uh, you know, Adverse f- Meteor. Adverse and, and Fisher even making it in from, uh, what is it, Central Florida, I think. Yeah, you have Noxes. No, yep, Noxes, I was just about to mention. Noxes, yeah. It's, it's awesome, dude, that... Finally, like we're actually going to have like some legitimate tags in CRL that are not like, you know, Ajax or the entire Northwood team this time. (laughs) (laughs) The cool thing about that entire Northwood team, though, is they still lost to a collegiate Uh, team. Okay, I mean, that is true. That's what I was saying. We were talking to Buzz post game and I was saying, when are we going to see the Akron Zips making their RLCS run, dude? I would totally be down for that. I think they could make waves. To see like legit branded college teams in RLCS would be amazing. That would be cool as hell. Well, I know Arizona, like the Wildcats made top 64. Oh, did they? Yeah. They, they're they on the Liquipedia page. I don't think they, I don't think they qualified. So what happens though, if, <laughs> what happens if one of the collegiate teams, like they enter as the Akron Zips and they somehow make it on stream? What do you mean? What are they going to do for the logo? <laughs> I mean, not even CCA or CRL use the logos. They'll just use the blank logo. No, but like on the RLCS streams, they use the logos. Well, they'll just use the Psionics ball logo. Yeah. Well, it's like that black ball that they use for teams. So they're gonna, they will, they'll they'll have that. to use like the Rocket League logo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that sucks, So It sucks. Your school's being represented. You can't even have your logo shown. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation about how the NCAA is dumb with their licensing. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that if the Zips got on to an official RLCS broadcast, that the school would probably be like, yeah, maybe. I don't think it's the school. I think it's NCAA. The school doesn't really have a choice. Without going into a big, long debate about it, 
the NCAA. Their rules are stupid. The entire organization is trash. Can we quickly say before Snaps we get sued Sleek. by the NCAA, Sleeky's opinions may or may not necessarily represent the opinions of the show. They can sue me all they want. Oh, God. Yeah. They're like the FIFA of college, dude. Yeah. Whether or not we actually want to sleep on the show, he's going to get kicked off now. <laughs> all right, guys. So if you don't see him next week <laughs> or hear him. Yeah, that's where he's gone. But um, uh, I do want to return to a point that we made earlier, though. Uh, you guys kind of went off, did your own thing. But I was still kind of stuck up on the fact that uh, we saw, and this was kind of something that we did touch on. So I know I'm kind of backtracking here. But, uh, Ryan, you said Magnifico made an absolutely phenomenal run, which certainly they did. But I would like to point out, even on top of that, the top blokes and Team BDS were the top two. And in case anybody is not familiar, those are not exactly players you would expect to be seeing on top. And this is kind of where we were talking about the differences between the old circuit and the new one, is that they now likely are going to get a spot in the major as long as they don't absolutely throw the rest of the season, uh, you know, with that first and second place finish. But you have RLCS teams who are still kind of struggling to get there. FC Barcelona finishing 12th to 14th, for instance. Before you say that, Squid, we don't know what the qualifications are for the major, do we? Yeah, this is true. It's point-based. Right. It, no, no, no. I get that. No, trust me. I get that. But this is something that has bothered me so much is that Psyonix has said nothing about how you get into the major. Do you have to win a regional? No, well, it's, it's point-based. Point it's just point-based. If you beat no, I get that. limited spots at the major. Yeah. Based on how you perform in the regionals, you get Thank points. you. Yes. Don't, like don't, please don't explain this to me like I'm five years old. I get how it works. At the end of the three regionals, they take top. Eight. How do you know that? They haven't said that. Yes, they have. It's in the no, they haven't. CSX rule book. No, they have not said that about the fall regional. I've read the rule book. It says to be determined. All right, let's uh, let, let's let's calm down here. About the major. Actually, hang on, Hunted. You're yelling at Just Sleeky, right? You're yelling at Just Sleeky. Correct. Yeah. All right, continue. <laughs> like we don't know how many teams are qualifying, but they're taking the top. However, but many that's teams. not. You don't know that though, for a fact. You don't know. That's what they've said. Oh my god. All right. Anyways, this is kind of besides the point I was trying to make. Uh, which is that we're now seeing RLCS teams uh, like Renault, for instance, who placed fourth in this particular regional, so not doing too bad for themselves, but still they don't have an automatic in for the RLCS uh, World Championship just off of the virtue that, you know, they're already better than the other teams at EU. Like yeah, look at Team that. Liquid, dude. You know, when we went from RLCS season, season 7 to Season 8, for instance, we knew that Vitality was going to make it to Worlds. That was never really a question. Now it is. Well, yeah, I mean, Team Liquid is is a perfect example of what you're just talking about. I mean, on paper, that team should be a team that competes for a spot at a major, you know, final or whatever, or not a major final, but, you know, a major tournament. And a bad first regional, a bad first grid, we don't know how they're they're necessarily going to play in, you know, grid week two, but... It's not looking, you know, like I, I wouldn't say they've gotten off to a hot start. And there's a very realistic possibility that it continues for them and they just completely miss. And that wouldn't have been the case before. They would have had to have been better than like four teams or whatever it is, I guess, would have been six teams with how the RLCS used to work. Now they have to be better than, you know, however many 32 plus teams. And they... uh 
haven't shown that yet. And I think that is a perfect example of why I like this system so much. You have to actually be good at this game to win things now. So I think basically what it's chalked up to is that, and uh, I realize the irony of me saying chalked up when I'm looking at the team's named chalk on the Liquipedia page right now. But basically what we're seeing now is a trade in consistency of competing versus the top teams, which we were used to seeing at Worlds, you know, uh, for so like for vitality, like I said, that's competing consistently against uh, Dignitas. That's co- competing consistently against FC Barca. Uh, now we're seeing like uh, you can't do that anymore. You can't just cheat the system because you're already at the top. You kind of have to, uh, you know, compete with these guys and prove that you are worthy on the day as well. So you're kind of getting this great mix of consistency versus other teams, and uh, you have to be able to compete in the clutch too, you know, across a variety of different brackets. So I very much enjoy that. Uh, but uh, any other comments on how we've seen RLCSX pan out so far? Because I think it's been generally good feedback. And like I said, haven't seen Psyonix drop the ball with anything quite yet. It's been absolutely phenomenal. I think the grid broadcasts have also been handled uh, pretty well. The only thing that I've heard that hasn't gone well was the North American closed qualifier seeding. It was like they took too long to do it or something like I don't know. I don't know if you guys were on Twitter when all this was happening, but like I saw a bunch of tweets popping up from bubble players and stuff who were just like bring back smash and stuff like that or things of like, oh, great to see that RLCS admin have all day to seed and then they're just now doing it or something like apparently like stuff got delayed in the first closed qualifier for North America bubble players complaining about seeding what else is players new? also be pretty entitled though man they'll they'll find anything to no, complain no, no, about. no 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 like it being delayed it being delayed not that their seeding was bad or anything i mean of course those complaints happen but i was like seeing ones that were like they had to push things back because they weren't doing the seeding on time which that's a that's a fair complaint in my opinion that, yeah that's an entirely valid complaint everything else though like I'm a fan of this format. I love this. I love what you were saying about you have to be consistent. You have to be at the top of your game at all times. I think we're going to see some king killers come along, and I'm excited for it. I just do want to say that although I agree that having delays because of seeding is a valid complaint, uh, one, Cyanix are, are incredibly busy, and that's a relatively small slip-up, and two, we ironically, there were some comments about how you're hoping the players would get a bit more mature, and I feel like that has not happened. Uh, so... Yeah, we were all kind of hoping that, unfortunately, and it didn't happen. Uh, hopefully, yeah. it's it's changed to come I'm wrong because on this a still only things. is the very beginning of what should be a rather long season for RLCS. But I think kind of coming to a close on that point, you know, any closing thoughts here? Like I said uh, before, I think it's absolutely phenomenal how we've managed to get that mix of having to be consistent. And Ryan, you also kind of mentioned this, but we have to be consistent, but also be able to perform on the day. Uh, So that's an absolutely fantastic way to do things. And they've been handling uh, the production side very well. The only the only really thing I'll say as a closing thought is uh, can we just get a moment of silence for all the Team Liquid fans? Wait, wait, wait! Are you are you trying to insult Team Liquid right now? No, I mean they just, I mean they just they they didn't play well at all. Because if I remember right, we had a conversation when Team Liquid announced that you were becoming a big Team Liquid fan. Oh, I mean, I'm I am taking that moment of silence too. That's why I brought it up. It's a big sad, big f's in the chat, man. He's 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 taking that moment of silence for all liquid fans. He's just like we feel, we feel, we grieve. I'm like my the teams that I normally root for have been making me real sad. Cloud Nine leaves, and then Team Liquid bombs. It's like, come on, man. I just want I just want a team I root for to do good. 
That's that's that was Sleeky's public moment of grief. That's one my team I root for. Georgia f- doesn't do anything in CCA summer. It's like, come on, man! I just want I just want a team to do well. I'm a team BDS fan now. In the next regional, they'll come last. Stop predicting for them, Time then. Out. I would I would just like to interject and say that as the host, I am making the executive decision to rename this episode to Sleeky Complains and we argue with him. But hunted. I'll leave the floor <laughs> wow, I don't don't really know what I was supposed to say. I wasn't ready for that one. All right, good words, good words. Where's my closing thoughts? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, pretty cool. Thanks. You don't have to say anything. I mean, I know that you don't think like half the time. I know I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some cool stuff these guys are doing. <laughs> And finally, before we go, it is time for our hot take of the week. And this one's going to come from Ryan again because he apparently doesn't know how to think properly. Yeah, we've had two worst takes. I thought we already had that hot take where I told everyone that Captain <laughs> Flag was awful. Well, Ryan did not say that. You said yeah, that. What? We have had two worst takes, and now we have to end it with this one. Go. Go, Ryan. Go. All right. So my hot take is that free to play. It's cool. We're going to get a bunch of new people, but it's one of the worst things that's going to happen for a while because these servers are going to break down. There's going to be rioting in the streets. Eggs will be falling off of buildings. It's going to be a horrible time. And I wouldn't be surprised if it takes probably like a couple of weeks for Sonics to get these servers back in order. So for everybody who's excited for free to play, it's awesome. Long term, it's going to be a great thing. But initially, this is going to be just a hot pile of garbage, in my opinion. And, you know, argue with me as you will, because I know you're going to. But Sonic's track record when it comes to their servers being overloaded and not being able to keep up, it's there. You can see that they have that issue continuously. So... You can you can say your points now, but that's the hot take, and you know that it's accurate. I'm just going to say one thing. I'm just going to say one thing, and I'll let them say. I, I legit, other than the times there have been a little bit of allergies, I've never had an issue with Psionic servers. Like, every time something goes wrong. Except for the time you couldn't log in for multiple days. Okay, yeah, I said, I did say, outside of the couple of outages, I have not had any issues with the Psionic servers. Every time there's something wrong, I just assume it's my internet, which is generally correct. And guess what? Those are heavy load days. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is going to be a load like they've never seen before. Yeah, that have not happened too often. I think Psionics has got to cover. They got that epic money. Oh, now. I don't think they're prepared, man. Corey probably bought 20 servers just for a single <laughs> state, man. It'll be fine. You think 20 servers is going to cover the influx of players we're going to see? I mean, I don't know how servers work, dude. 20 servers might be overkill. Yeah, I like. I don't think Corey has anything to do with the servers at all. I don't know how big they are. <laughs> it's like, I like how you say that Corey, Corey buys the servers. Hashtag blame Corey. Come on, we need it trending on Twitter. I just thought this. of the first Psionics employee that came to my mind that wasn't shyst <laughs> if Corey listens to this he's gonna be like yeah you're looking at the wrong department bro <laughs> this, is, this is like this is like fix it dirk can, can we revive can we revive fix it dirk please just just so that way we can pin the blame on somebody who's apparently not Corey. dude i haven't seen that in eight i haven't heard that in ages it's been so long you know, we were kind of talking about, you know, the playlist memes earlier, and I actually have been saying to people, Solo Standard is so dead, people don't even make memes about it anymore. They don't even make memes about it being dead. I had to play a game of that for the Rocket Pass, actually, just recently. It took me uh, probably like 500. I, it oh literally God. took me like How 10 minutes. How many people are on yeah. it right this second? Let me look. All right. Anyways. 891 in playlist.
That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably going to be overloading the servers. All right, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We got on a tangent. This is the worst hot take ever because nobody has argued it. <laughs> well, I think it'll be fine. I think Do, I will say your argument, it gives me flashbacks to, do y'all remember when the servers died right at the beginning of RLCS and we couldn't watch RLCS? Oh my god! And it was like a whole weekend long that you couldn't log in. It was the worst. They had to delay the entire thing. <laughs> Honestly, you know, this might be the first time this happens on this podcast, but I'm gonna agree with Ryan's take purely Dude. because, Dang. because <gasps> not only will there be a ton of new players, but I have a bad feeling about the switch to the epic game store and in that i don't know how that's gonna work like don't i could be completely wrong and that that has nothing to do with it but i just launches are never good and we're launching on something new now and i yeah i just have a feeling that servers are gonna have a tough time and the game the game is gonna be a dumpster truck on fire rolling down the street full of hashtag blame Corey's. so hopefully okay well here's what i will say in Psyonix's defense, they have had a lot of server issues, but you know what they say is that mistakes are an avenue for improvement. So I got to give a hand to them. They've made a lot of mistakes. So I feel like they've got a lot of room to improve. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I do remember that RLCS weekend and I got to hand it to you. That was really bad. You know that I could not believe like you think that they would at least have their RLCS servers be have some security like that like some sort of backup i know so that one was at it was etch a sketch for me uh, someone as someone as someone that used to work in the it world i understand development push outs and then everything breaks wait wait wait! you worked in the it world and earlier you're gonna tell me you don't understand how servers work Corey has them in his basement no i know how servers work i don't know how their servers work you don't know how, like this, like a singular server can be ginormous, dude. Sleeky complains and we argue with him. <laughs> He's just going to blow it up in his truck and drive people, up to no, work. People think of servers as like when they say like one server is like one lobby. It's like, no, there's probably like a bunch of games happening on a single server unit. Can I can I stop you real quick and ask if you are trying to argue for or against right now? Because I cannot tell. I, I disagree with Ryan. So I disagree with okay, all the hot all right. takes so far. Wow. Squid, I couldn't tell if you were arguing for or against it because you started off like really positive and you just like could you continuously like kept rolling down the hill. I want I wanna give them, you know, credit, but you can't ignore the evidence. As you were talking, you like started realizing, yeah, they've made a mistake, but it's okay. They're gonna learn from it. And it just kept getting worse. And if I remember correctly, it was a MySQL update, and those suck. Here's what I will say is that I see people complain about the servers all the time and have little to no experience with such bad servers when people are saying like, oh, it's literally unplayable right now. I don't have that. You know, I remember Excuses. I remember near launch when I said I played four hours of Rocket League as soon as I got the game. That was like uh, just a couple of days after launch when they reportedly had the worst server issues because of their launch ever. I didn't really have a problem with that. I didn't notice any particular lag because people are bad. And they need something to complain. Yeah, I still see people complaining like on their Twitter posts and stuff about it. And I'm like, I, I look at it as just people who think like, oh, I can play on my Wi-Fi. And they don't realize that, like, yeah, 
Of course it's going to suck because you're playing on your Wi-Fi. I'm playing on McDonald's Wi-Fi. It should be fine. That's what I imagine those people are that are complaining is people who just don't understand that, like, maybe they're not hooked up to good Internet or they don't have good Internet. That's just that's that's what that's the point I've gotten to when I see those, because I'm just like the servers are fine. Like I play on them without any issues whatsoever. I actually told you a couple of you guys this story already, but I kind of want to just say it for for because it's kind of pertaining to what we're talking about right now. But, uh, well, first of all, I feel like people who complain about servers lagging when they're not actually lagging are saying people who complain about heavy car bug here doesn't exist. I don't know what the hell's wrong with y'all. But I had this guy. I'm going to not use his name, obviously, because I don't want to. I don't want people to like harass him or something. He messaged me, said that I had coached him at one point. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, I like people coming back, you know, asking questions. I, I actually encourage it. You know, I, I encourage people to come back, ask questions, you know, whatever they need to help them out. This guy came back and he said, hey, I'm losing games. And I was like, oh, that's that's right. Shame that. And he said, I asked him why. And he said, well, I'm usually winning in like nine out of ten of my 1v1s. But then the opponent starts DDoSing me. And I'm like, what? And he, he this guy gives me like a 10 paragraph essay, basically, in my DMs without me replying, by the way, without eliciting a response. He gives me like this 10 paragraph response of like, I'm fairly certain that these guys are hacking me because they're bad at the game. You know what I have? I keep like winning. But uh, then immediately after they freaking like DDoS my account, then when I switch to an alt account, it doesn't happen. You know, and all this like uh, random mumbo jumbo. I'm I'm only like re- I'm only like skimming it because I just cannot believe that this guy actually believes this. And then and then what? get this, he actually links me a hack. He's he claims that the opponents start hacking and he links me the Rocket League aimbot from you not late 2015 or early 2016. I remember when this came out and it was like oh there's a Rocket League aimbot and it instantly lost all of its steam. And this man was 100% <laughs> straight up honest to God convinced that people were using it against him. A long story short, I ended up blocking him a while ago after he claimed that he was better than me. Uh, this guy's like goal. I simply refuse to believe that. I, I never one v one him, but I don't think. Well, is he wrong? Uh, yeah. Aren't all of you guys? GC? Yeah, we are. But this guy, oh my goodness, it was just ridiculous. I beat Squid in a one v one. Sleeky, you're you're GC, aren't you? I beat I beat Squid in a one v one. Everyone just wanted everyone to know that we're not going to talk about my rank. Just keep going. The guy who Sleeky quote unquote didn't get carried by, but played with to get into GC is now in RLCS. By the way, so just want to put that out there. <laughs> I got I got the I, look wow. I got the victories for my title and rewards on my own. Just want to say I did that on my own, and I beat Squid in a one v one. I solo queue like ninety five percent of the time. I solo queue almost always. This is just us talking now. We're not even doing the podcast anymore. Squid, squid, roll us out, man. Yeah, thank you, everybody, <laughs> for joining this week's episode of Talk It, of Talk It Trig, because of all the tangents. Uh, thank you for, for coming and uh, joining us here on Sleeky Complains, and we argue with him. We appreciate your time, and uh, this has been a fantastic episode. I think we've all learned something about each other, perhaps some things that we didn't want to, but... We'll be back, hopefully a week from now, with some more epic Rocket League content. We'll see what more happens with RLCSX, see if there's any more news, and we can't wait to see you there.